welcome to the Blindfold Chess Podcast. Ramesh Babu Pragnananda, sometimes nicknamed as Prague, is a young Indian chess player who has made waves in the international chess scene with his impressive results. Born on August 10th, 2005 in Chennai, India, he began playing chess at the age of three. Pragnananda's talent was immediately apparent, and he quickly rose through the ranks to become one of the top chess players in his age group. He has won numerous national and international titles, and some of his accomplishments include In 2013, at the age of seven, he won the World Youth Championship in the under-eight-year-old division, earning him his FIDE Master title. He later won the under-ten-year-old division in 2015. He became the world's youngest international master in 2016 at the age of just 10 years and 10 months. Two years later, he earned his third Grandmaster Norm at the Gradin Open in Italy to become the second youngest person to earn his Grandmaster title at the age of 12 years, 10 months, and 13 days. Since that point, three others have earned it quicker, placing him fifth on the list. That same year, his older sister, Vashali, earned her women's Grandmaster title. In 2021, he was in the World Cup, seated 90th, and made it to the fourth round before losing to Maxime vachier Legrave, who was the seventh seed. Prague has also competed in the Tata Steel Tournament in 2022 and 2023 with okay scores, but he did beat world champion Ding Loren. In the past two years, he has also beaten Magnus Carlsen on four different occasions, only the third Indian player to have beaten Magnus, and at the time, the youngest to have ever beaten Magnus since he had become the world champion. Earlier this year, at the age of 18, he became the world's youngest player to reach the Chess World Cup final. He lost to Carlsen, but secured second place, qualifying him for the 2024 Candidates Tournament. The youngest international master, the second youngest to become a grandmaster, having beaten two different world champions, Prognananda's accomplishments in chess at such a young age are truly remarkable. He has proven himself to be a fierce competitor and a rising star in the chess world. With his talent, we can expect him to achieve even greater things in the future. This week, we are going to go back fairly recently to the Reykjavik Open in 2022. Ramesh Babu Pragnananda versus Mathieu Cornet. Now, if we're ready, let's begin. One pawn to d4. Knight f6. Two pawn to c4. Pawn to e6. Three knight c3. Bishop b4. Four pawn to e3. Kingside castle. 
5. Bishop d2. Pawn to d5. Six Knight F three Pawn to B six Seven Pawn C captures D five This is an interesting move. Why does White play pawn C captures on D five? There are several reasons. One, white would like to move the light-squared bishop only one time. If white doesn't play this move, and they play like bishop to d3, black will play pawn d captures on c4, forcing white to recapture with the bishop and spending an extra tempo moving the bishop. And with the move b7 to b6, black is also making an attempt to place the light-squared bishop from c8 onto b7, trying to capture the a8 to h1 diagonal. By making black put a piece on d5, you're semi-closing off that diagonal. Pawn e captures d5. 8. Bishop d3. Bishop b7. Nine Queen C two Rook E eight Ten Pawn to A three Bishop F eight Eleven Knight G five What is White's idea by playing knight to g5? The objective is to provoke a weakness in Black's camp, since White now has three attackers on h7, the knight on g5, the bishop on d3, and the queen on c2, whereas Black currently has two defenders. Pawn to g6. 12. Pawn to h4. Bishop g7. 13. Queenside castle. Knight g4. Fourteen, knight captures h7. White has now sacrificed a piece for this attack. Can you try to figure out what white's follow-up will be? King captures h7. Fifteen, pawn to h5. King g8. 
16. Pawn h captures g6. From black's perspective, white has a pawn on g6, threatening to capture on f7 with check. However, black could play knight captures f2, forking the rook on h1, the rook on d1, and the bishop on d3. What would you do in this situation? Pawn to f6. Seventeen. Rook d to f1. Knight c6. Eighteen. Knight e2. Queen d6. Nineteen, knight g three, knight e seven, twenty, rook h seven, pawn to f five, twenty one. Knight h5. Bishop f8. Twenty-two. Bishop captures f5. Knight f6. Twenty-three. Bishop b4. What is the point of white's move bishop to b4? The idea is to attack the overworked queen. She will have to abandon her position of defending both the f6 knight and the e7 knight. Pawn to c5. 24. Pawn d captures c5. Pawn b captures c5. Twenty-five. Bishop captures c5. Black resigns. While Black's queen is currently under attack, White's idea is more to use the dark square bishop along the a1 to h8 diagonal by playing bishop to d4, and then if black will allow it, bishop captures f6, and then rook to h8 checkmate. There are lots of different variations in there where black can trade queens or keep the queens on or trade a couple pieces, but for white that is the general idea is trying to get in on the king's side and use the two bishops and the rook 
and the pawn looks on g6 to mate black. This is only a taste of what Prognananda can do. It's been amazing to see him continue to climb the ranks, and I look forward to seeing how he performs in the Candidates Tournament in 2024. So that is all that we have for this week. Tune in next time, where we will continue to work on our blindfold skills and look at another game of The Masters.